Welcome to the Hex Night Podcast. This is David. And this is Ivan. And tonight we're going to um, focus a little bit less about... Um, focus a little bit less on what you all should be doing and say we're going to focus on what we would like to be doing uh the topic for the night is game ideas or campaign ideas that we kind of want to run or always wanted to run or just have been thinking about and you know they could be things that won't really have a chance to do for a long time or things that we're actively planning but we thought it would be fun to just have a kind of a fun conversation about um you know prospect of games and cool ideas so that's kind of the topic. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be really system specific. I didn't really think of mine in that way, uh, but we can talk I a little bit either. about it. So, but honestly, like a lot of really cool ideas, I think it doesn't matter that much what rules you use. Um, what matters more is, you know, the effort you put into it and kind of what the vision is. So do you want to give it a shot, Dave? Um, tell us about a, a game idea you've had in your mind. Sure. So I was thinking about uh, kind of a, I don't know, I guess this this concept would fit most readily into like a cyberpunk setting. Okay. Like I've, yeah, I've always been intrigued by Shadowrun, mm-hmm. but... The books I got a hold of were a little too crunchy for me. I just didn't have time. To really Shadowrun is kind of infamous for that. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're dealing with like movement and projectile weapons. It's yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of projectile weapons in uh, Cyberpunk games. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Overall, I think with both of my ideas that I want to present this evening. It starts from a simple core and it kind of expands out like a caper situation. Sure. Yeah, so where so, do we start? So this starts out where the player characters find out or they're hired to like look into what's happening people that to people that are using the strange drug. Mm-hmm. Like it's a situation that, like, NPCs, I mean, it's the, I don't know if you've seen Serial Experiment Lane where people, like, get this drug and they, they act out. So I suppose that would be an inspiration for it. Sure. But it starts where they're, like, trying to figure out what's going on with with people as they're experimenting with this drug. And they get a hold of it uh-huh. and they they check it out. And um, at first they you think it's like or the players would think, you know, it's just like they're having this psychedelic experience that's really intense. And they're kind of like going into this alternative world where all this weird stuff happens. Right. So I guess the the first step would be finding information about this kind of subculture that's developed around this drug. Step two would be they would have to like get the drug and use it to like, they would be forced to use it uh, under certain circumstances. Uh And so they have like this really crazy experience with that. 
and they come back and they're all freaked out and they start like it's kind of a Philip K. Dick type thing, which I've sure. always wanted to get into more where they start like questioning who they are and like what reality is. Right. Like, like whether whether the drug trip ever ended or not. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'd like to experiment with that type of theme. Uh-huh. And uh, I feel like was, that could work with some sort of weird like because uh, Cyberpunk always has like you know, like cyberspace that you can enter in, like as a in your mind. I feel like you could uh, almost mess with some like overlap between like like the drug reality and you have regular reality, and then you have like the the cyberspace reality or whatever. Like right. get really get really kind of trippy. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> if the like this weird drug reality interacted with the cyber reality. And so oh, that would be super cool. Like it has like nanobots in it or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that would be really awesome. I feel like this is the plot where, like, halfway through, you realize that this was somehow like a military project. And now, while the characters all like tripping out and have no idea what's reality or not, they have like killer robots like chasing them and like, you know, like uh, Chinese mobsters are coming after them to get the stuff. And right, right. Like, it was, it's like, you know, the classic story of that, of that. Like the government trying to develop a mind controlled drug and it doesn't work and it makes people crazy. <laughs> right. So uh, with a little knot like Akira. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that, but we, I add like a final crazy twist mm-hmm. where like they think these situations are hallucinations and they're also like this kind of like strange um kind of like alien presences in the background uh-huh. and it turns out that like in a sense they're actually being you could say their minds are being transported to another world right parallel para, uh, parallel dimension where they're actually interacting uh-huh. in an alien world with these other life forms and by the end of the whole campaign or the setting like that becomes apparent. <laughs> so it flips the whole thing on its head. Or like, oh, yeah, shit, this is all like, in a sense, real. Right, then, right. That would be really cool. Yeah. So then the aliens would be like trying to use these experiences to infiltrate the, the kind of the quote normal world of the characters. So right. A big conflict around that by the you end. You could almost do this as like a a Metal Gear kind of thing where, like, every so often, like, you learn, like, here's the true conspiracy. It's actually, like, a, an assassination drug made by the Chinese mob. And then a little bit later, like, here's the true conspiracy. It's actually, like, a government program. A little bit later, like, here's the true conspiracy. It's actually, like, this uh, project by a religious terror group. And then you, like, keep going. There's, like, crazier and crazier revelations until you get to the end of it. And it's, like, extra-dimensional alien infiltration machines. Yeah, yeah. I just go like balls out. So like not only are the characters like losing the grip on reality, but the players are kind of like losing the grip on what's even true or not. <laughs> you know, right. like kind of like a little bit of like a meta game. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this would also make a kick-ass TV show. Although I think it would have to be an anime. Like you would have to be able to just like go completely nuts. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's a really cool idea. Um, I guess it's something that could kind of work in, like, anything, you know? 
um like the rules wouldn't even have to other than like you know you need some guns maybe some like cyber upgrades and stuff if you even need that but like yeah it could kind of just be anything yeah yeah totally you like you said that that's how i was thinking about it where you're like working your way up like this hierarchy of organization that's caught up with mm-hmm. this drug in like strange ways that don't make sense by the end of it you realize mm-hmm. they're all being manipulated right alien force <laughs> if you go completely anime then at the end of it it turns out that it's actually like a cosmic battle between the concept of good and the concept of evil or something like completely bizarre right <laughs> <laughs> just go completely balls out or just like wait for them because at some point the players would start like trying to think ahead and see where you're taking them next. Uh, so by the end of it, you you pay attention, you write notes whenever they're talking, and whatever like the wildest idea one of them says, that's what actually happens. Because that's the <laughs> ultimate effect of the drug that it makes you... It's like the... What was that sci-fi movie with the like silver orb in a underwater base? And it made like... If you had touched it, um, anything you thought about would come true. Was that the abyss? Uh, not the Abyss. Uh, Severe, I think, is a Michael Crichton novel. Oh, I yeah. Oh, that's right. I re- I read the book. I didn't see the movie. The movie yeah. is okay. The book is way better, of course. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you do the same sort of thing. Like that's the ultimate function of the drug. Once you've been exposed enough, is that it just makes you like materialize reality. And one of the characters like goes a step further, so he gets like define reality or something. Like you could go um, completely insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that—that's the type of game where you'd be like the real long haul. And if a character gets past level X, then they've yeah. kind of matured in their experience with the whole thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, that would definitely be like a Phil K. Dick uh, kind of head trip. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not such a bad thing, though. And sometimes it's good to do something that's kind of like wild and experimental. But you definitely. Like, you wouldn't want to spoil anything in advance, but you probably want to have a group that's, like, pretty keyed in, like, this is going to be some weird shit, and you're just going to have to kind of go with it. Right. You know, like, strap in for the ride, and, like, you know, like, just go with it. Don't try to, like, win win a D&D or whatever. <laughs> so, Well, yeah. I think, like, once they're realized they're kind of caught up in at least this hallucination, like, it's out of their control anyway, or at least that's how I deal with it. If I was a player, yeah, like that, <laughs> or it becomes this thing of trying to figure out like what are the the rules of the world now, you know? Oh, totally, yeah, like an Alice <laughs> in Wonderland type situation. Oh, it would be it would be so tempting to get a bunch of like Alice in Wonderland references and like hide them out, like characters and stuff that refer to that. Sure. <laughs> that would be really cool to see who picks up on it. Right. So, so yeah, uh, I really like that. That would be really wild. I kind of want to see this now as like a standalone, like indie RPG with like a built-in <laughs> campaign that you play through. Yeah. Like the, that's the <laughs> intro campaign, like introducing <laughs> players to the shadow world. Like, right. Really right. Yeah. That would be super wild. Uh, and now I feel like the first time I was going to suggest is a little more mundane, uh, but I think it has some style. Um, and this would be um, 16th century. So kind of like Musketeer era, kind of uh, what a war game was called, Pike and Shot era. Cool. 
Uh, so we're talking like big hats, mustaches, rapiers, and um, pikes, and uh, um, flintlock, or not even flintlock, like matchlock muskets. Uh, Europe is at war, you know, war of religion, the Reformation, all of this good stuff, right? Right. All very right. stylish and, uh, you know, old fashioned yet sort of proto modern. And you play as um, a group of everyone is like a veteran of something. You're like a, a gnarled old veteran of the wars in Flanders. You're like a a member of the church hierarchy who has been like kicked out for your uh, for your beliefs, or you're like a disgraced noble or something. And you found your way together because you are monster hunters in the shadows of like war torn Thirty Years' War Europe. So. Um, you kind of lean into a little bit of like oh, the Witcher and stuff like that, or like Solomon Kane. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as like armies are wandering around shooting each other to pieces, uh, all of these like crazy monsters are popping up all over the place. And the locals can't go to anyone else because uh, nobody will believe them or they'll just blame them for it. You can't go to like, you know, the Swedish army that's rolling through your German province because they're just going to loot and burn down the place. So they go to this like band of outcasts and uh, sort of, you know, you could be pretty like cutthroat, uh, gnarled characters. But for whatever reason, like your characters are some of the only people who can like, who have seen this stuff and believe it. And, um, so the catch would be that nobody has like any kind of magic or anything. You have your skills, you have your weapons, you have your like belief and research. And you have to make do with that. So you got to find a way. Like if there's a, you know, some sort of extra dimensional like tentacle beast that lives under like a monastery, you're gonna have to find a way of, like fighting it. So leaning oh, into man. like leaning so into then... Call of Cthulhu a little, um, but with like the goal is that you're gonna like fight and drive off these creatures. Like it's not like because um, a lot of like monster uh, sort of gothic horror scenarios, I think rely on like. Just kind of like seeing the monster and going insane and running away. Um, mm -hmm. And this would be like, okay, so we're going to have to like get some dynamite and we're going to have to go in there, you know? Well, I mean, there, there are two things that stuck out to me. If you take the magic away, then mm -hmm. you take away the obvious MacGuffin type thing where they find mm -hmm. the artifact with the power to strike down the beast. Right. The other thing is there are a lot of different ways that a monster could be hidden in a world like that because there's all sorts of conflict and destruction and death uh, mm -hmm. occurring anyway, which is yeah. really cool. And you can, because um, you could have also set up like monsters that have like, you know, minions that they have control over, which follow them like uh, willingly. So mm -hmm. you could have the players interact with all these hierarchies. You know, you want to have them interact with like agents of the Catholic Church or with you know the corrupt mayor of like bremen or something so you sure. can have all this kind of like back alley kind of like three musketeers but like piss stained and that's terrified <laughs> you know so like you're in a dark back alley it's raining and you're like trading like musket shots with you know like these cultists of like some space horror like that's sure. a vibe well you know? like, yeah yeah totally but <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is you can have like hidden creepy crazy totally crazy hidden sex within like big religious groups mm -hmm. that could be like doubly double dealing to protect the monsters so publicly yeah, exactly. you know which, it's like go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say which would explain why like the actual like 
authorities aren't acting on this because uh, there's agents within those organizations that uh, that try to prevent that. Right. Right. You I know, mean, these I... creatures could all have like you know they can have different motivations. Some that are clear to you, you know, they want to eat enough farmers' brains, or they just want to like rule this place. And some could be completely opaque. You know, they're weird aliens, other dimensional horrors. You don't know why they're here or why they're doing this, but you know they got to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Catholic Church at that time was pretty grim. Yeah, I mean, everyone was. It's kind of like a brute. That's why uh, specifically that era, because uh, it's like the like the rise of like modern ideas, but still coached in that like old world kind of brutality. And, uh, you know, so go full on. Like, if you've seen the Solomon Kane movie, uh, which is not super great, but it was a fun watch. <laughs> uh, but kind of like that vibe, you know, like. Right. Flowing robes and big hats and like muskets and stuff, swords. Sure. So just go all out on style. That's really the thing. Like, describe how cool your character looks with his fucking like broad brim feather hat and his like Spanish like military sword, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, embrace like outrageous accents because uh, your character's all like from different places. Like, one guy plays like a Russian Cossack, the other is like a a British guy who like believes in parliament and you have like the, the devout Spanish Catholic and like go, you know, like just embrace, like since you don't have, like you can't play the wizard and the cleric, like em embrace what like Renaissance Europe has, which is all these different people. Right. You know? Yeah. You play, well, you can play up the, the factional conflicts and then, uh -huh. You have the factual conflicts and then the situation with this otherworldly monster that 95% of the people with power do not believe exists. So they're going to be in the way and doing a bunch of stuff, but they're not going to help you or believe you. Right, exactly. So, you know, <laughs> like you go in and uh, blow up a bunch of cultists. And guess what? You just blew up like a government building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, now it's time to go because now you're going to have to fight not only like angry cultists and a monster that wants revenge, you're also going to have to deal with like, I don't know, like the Austrian military or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of like complex plotting that, that could come out, come out of that. That would be really cool. Yeah, I think you could kind of like it could go in a lot of different ways. You could make it literally just like Monster of the Week, you could make it a little more like, uh, slow and creeping and more investigative and you could you know you could change it up uh, but i think it would be a really compelling idea mm -hmm. um so but yeah so that's my first pick uh this one is one that i probably at some point will get to run um but it definitely would require like a ton of prep work i feel like i would want to read up on like you know the Habsburgs or something cool so uh what do you got for your second one um, my second one would be like a group of characters that were somehow connected to a greater power, like gods, or they were at one time heroes and they're cast uh -huh. down and they totally forgot who they were. I always thought that nice. was an interesting game system to run. <laughs> so like you wake up and uh, everyone is like, you have no idea who you are, where you are, tell me what your character looks like kind of thing. Right, right, totally. And so, like, 
most other people, like they've just been cast out. So the people in their local vicinity have no who no idea who they are, but because they're connected to the gods, like there'll be sent clues and there'll be, you know, other people connected to the gods that recognize them and maybe like try to confront them or give them clues or just interact with them in weird ways. Ah. So then like I would figure it would start out with that where you have, um, I can't think of the word like omens, I guess uh, like pretentious like clues or hints or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then like, as they're going along, they get confronted by more and more powerful enemies uh-huh. that are like, throwing these threats and insults at them that they don't understand. And so <laughs> the player has to like the player group has to like go out specifically to figure out why this is happening. And they start to like put their identity back together. Nice. So it's like a uh, fantasy uh, memento, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that would be really cool. Uh, that would be another thing that I think would be really fun to play in. Because uh, you get to, like, keep track of, like, you know, like, th- we met this guy and he said this stuff. Is that relevant or is that just, like, a side thing? You know, like, you're trying to guess it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so, yeah. sort out what's useful and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or what's even, like, at all, like, relevant. Or, or you know, who might be deliberately misleading you. or Sure, sure. So, yeah, like, yeah that sounds really sides, fun. Trying to... um, manipulate your character and direct them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, let's say they're trying to get you to like go hunt down this item. One person says it's cursed and it's going to like wreck your party. And another person says it's, it's important to who you once were. And that's something that will, you know, help you yeah. in your travels and kind of get things straightened out. Right. Right. You could almost do a lot of kind of like how video game, RPGs always have like, uh, like you'll find one character that wants you to go find like the magic necklace and he'll pay you for it. And you'll find another character who will tell you that uh, they've heard of this magic necklace and they want you to destroy it. You know, you can do a lot of those. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. And the players will have to like piece together like which of these guys are telling the truth or is any of them telling the truth? Or, you know, when we go there, do we find out this necklace was actually part of like a a third thing. Right. Right. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, kind of, it would be a way of like, you could make it kind of contemplative too. Like it wouldn't, it could have a lot of action, but it wouldn't need to. It could be more uh, like figuring it out and like, uh, um, what's the word? Just like having more, like a campaign with a lot more like interaction with different characters and trying to like, play them off against each other or figure out like who's telling the truth, figuring out who's on the level. Oh, sure. You know, if you were doing that, it could also be more, I think just a conventional like adventure type of campaign or, you know, like it's would be really flexible. Yeah. Yeah. And you throw in like some super epic intervention by a higher power. Right, right. Like you, get, <laughs> you get like the oh shit moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So you, <clears throat> you could throw in like kind of semi-epic moments mm-hmm. where they're just like trying to get, your, get the player character's attention and 
like that gets interrupted so the message doesn't really get through. So <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Right. And what you can almost do if you were playing it in like a level based game is uh, mm-hmm. every time you your characters get like a revelation about their who they really were, that's when they level up. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's it's kind of to me, it adds a neat extra bonus and an extra twist or this these extra twists and turns through like the leveling process. Yeah, it's almost like you're actually just when you're done you have the character that you were originally <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like all the things you picked as you leveled up, that's actually what you had before you lost your memory. Like you've t- now you've rebuilt your character. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really cool. That's kind of, that's very like a meta. I feel like this is like a Hideo Kojima uh, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be really badass. That would be a really fun uh, kind of alternative, uh, alternative thing. It's, I mean, it's, that's definitely, a, a, I feel like a, a fantasy. Yeah, I think so. It would almost have to be set in a fantasy setting. Right? Yeah, and then you have a little more freedom. You know, you can throw in like gods and demons and crazy things, extra dimensional wizards. And, you know, you can kind of go, go nuts with it. Yeah, going into the deep dungeons and dark forests where yeah, those things can hide. <laughs> right, right, right. And all the all your secrets are hiding, so. Uh, yeah. All right. So with two pretty, uh, I guess I'll say cryptic uh, campaign ideas, and one slightly horrifying. Uh, I think the my second pick then is a pretty good uh, one to bind them all together, uh, because my last my second pick uh, would be anime style mecha warfare. All the characters are anime type characters who are giant robot fighter pilots like robotech style yeah and you're fighting in the big galactic war and it's definitely not like specifically like gundam but it would probably steal with arms and legs from like the tropes of all of those things <laughs> so everyone has a character who's like larger than life and they have like a very strong personality traits you know you have the one guy who's the womanizer and the one guy who's always making bad jokes and everyone like plays it kind of to the hilt so would you say then that like the overtop characterizations would be the thing to set it apart as like a Japanese inspired? Yeah, I think you would sort of like uh, deliberately be trying to emulate that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like how uh, a lot of anime, especially kind of like lower lower tier stuff, uh, when you're translating like the dialogue to English, it's a, a lot of times it's like difficult to like get across like all the nuances and stuff. So you just get like kind of just emphasize like really basic character traits. Right. Um, so you have like some episodes which are like fighting, like it's a galactic war against like the alien invaders. You have like big tactical battles where you're fighting the, uh, the aliens this giant robot action zipping around in your, your machine and shooting lasers. And then you have like entire sessions or episodes, I guess. Uh, which are like, um, you know, the crew on the spaceship decides to have like a volleyball tournament and your characters have to be part of that. <laughs> or like, you know, like one of the characters, like sister has a problem with her dog that keeps running away and you have to go find it. So you do like straight up like interlude sessions that, you know, just embrace like all of the like anime like stereotypes. Like you have a, uh, a beach episode like halfway through when the characters are crash landed on a planet. 
you know <laughs> so go balls yeah. out just just fully embrace it like play it all straight even though it's all like very silly and then like after that you go back to like you know the the gritty space war against the invaders and all the tactical stuff and calling down bombardments and... you could set up a table of like mm. different like starting seeds or for uh interludes like the beach mm-hmm. or or um I don't know, having a video game tournament or <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like they all like uh play like afterburner on the arcade or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you plan them ahead of time. Or you like you list them all out, like you uh, put out cards. Here's what you do. You write them all on index cards. And like every two or three sessions, when you're done with like a military mission, one of the players like draws a card. And that's whatever, like, the interlude is. And that player gets to, like, set up the premise of it then. Oh, nice. So you kind of, like, make it a little... Like, I think this would work. Like, everyone would have to be, like, engaged in, like, we're going to embrace this and we're just going to, like... Every, like, bad, silly idea you've seen in an anime show, we're just going to, like, bring that. (laughs) Like, you could even give, like, bonus experience for doing that. Like, if you're just embodying, like, the nature of, like, an anime show... um, you know, if you like in the middle of a fight with a b- big bad guy, you stop to monologue, <laughs> or suddenly <laughs> yeah, two totally. of the characters in the middle of like you're fleeing as the spaceship is exploding, and suddenly two of the characters stop to like hash out some like personal dispute between them, <laughs> 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 like you know stuff like that. Like that's the kind of stuff that you will get like an experience bonus for or, or whatever. Right. Um, you know, you can make just, people roll a die to see if they do that. <laughs> like you don't even give the players a choice. Like, all right, we're going to see a character dispute tab. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like force them into it. So you. <laughs> so yeah, like it would be very lighthearted. You could have some serious moments and scenes, you know. Uh, but really, like the point would be just to kind of like have fun with it and embrace the silliness. Embrace the, you know, like if you've watched anime and you enjoy it. Um, or you watch anime and hate it, you'll know like what the score is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be easy enough to like get people to like prepare for. All you got to do is tell them like, yeah, like go download some like uh, like three random Gundam episodes from different series, two Evangelion episodes, and like you know, like one untranslated Robotech episode or Macross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense because that's not the point. Yeah. Every everyone's mech has to have like some medieval hand to hand combat weapon too. Oh, you definitely need like a space sword. Yeah, it's space swords, giant maces, the daggers. <laughs> from, you know. Yeah, oh, they yeah. all have to look like vaguely humanoid. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you could even have. Um, maybe on cards as well. So like halfway through you learn like uh, the big twist, kind of like how in Evangelion, like all the mechs are like the embodiment of like the pilot's mother or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. and eat people or eat monsters. So you have like a bunch of like twists like that, you know, um, you pull one out randomly, like halfway through, like, Oh, it turns out that like the alien invaders actually like built this technology originally. And now they're activating like their remote control device. So now you have to like find a way of disabling that or like stealing alien mechs or something. Perfect. 
you know, just like complete nonsense that makes no sense whatsoever because it was just invented by the writers in at the start of season two, and you can do that in the game because that's that's how it works, right? So, so yeah, that's <laughs> my uh, my second plan. Um, this probably would have to be run using uh, what is it called, Big Eye Small Mouth, which is a oh, yeah. game specifically for playing anime type um, campaigns. Do they have like uh, mech or even like military strategy rules for? Uh, the combat is fairly straightforward. There is a whole build system for creating like everything from like monsters to mechs to things. Um, I don't know how like super balanced it is, um, but maybe it doesn't need to be. Like, it's okay if your character is like super overpowered. That that just means that the enemy gets to roll out like the the solar system destroyer robot or something. <laughs> you know, sure. like you could you can always go bigger, right? Uh, like, oh my god, end, yes. he has an adamantium sun sword on his mech. What are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like But the thing is no one would die. Like you could have characters oh, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. mangled in like giant mech explosions and they would just be in the hospital for like two months or whatever i was just thinking like anytime your character would quote die that means you have to play a hospital scene when the other characters come visit you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the only time you could die is if one of the players decides they want to make a new character then they get to like like have their character die when they fight somebody who's equally cool right so you can have like uh so and then they can make like their character's brother who will avenge them or you know so yeah you just like all the stuff that you would normally avoid when making a campaign because it's stupid and cliche that's not the stuff you avoid that's the shit that's the gold <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think it could be a lot of fun uh, i feel like this is a two drink a minimum campaign right <laughs> so but yeah yeah, you know. people just need to know the source material and get a kick yeah. out of that. Yeah, exactly. You kind of like you kind of have to find a people who are like a little bit weeps, but not too much. <laughs> like you gotta, I think you have to genuinely like them. It's like making a good parody movie. You have to genuinely like the material you're parodying. Yeah, but it can't be so holy to you that like you'll get upset about it. You know? Oh, totally right. So. You gotta have that kind of loving, like, oh, we can make fun of this because we understand how it works, how it is, yeah. sort of thing. For sure. Yeah. So, Those so are... that's my uh, second plan. So, yeah. and that puts us at a, at a pretty good episode, I think. A little bit of a of a casual conversation for the for this one, uh, but I don't think they all have to be, uh, you know, big and dramatic. Right, right. Yeah, we don't have to be dissecting entire <laughs> systems or gaming concepts. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's okay to just have some, like, silly ideas and uh, and go with them or, you know, make stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, hopefully we, we might have been able to pass on some neat ideas to folks and they can expand on them or... Yeah. You know, or, you know, mix them all together and just have, like, the weirdest game you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, drug-addicted amnesiac uh, mech warrior monster hunter. Right, right. I think that's, that's actually pretty... just, like, how a Rift's campaign starts. 
Like, I think that's one of the base classes. <laughs> but, the, yeah, they're, like, hot air fueled 16th. So that's, like, some sort of crazy steampunk mechs. Oh, right. 16th century. <laughs> like, giant cannons and... Yeah, they all run in, like, uh, coal and sun energy or something. Right, right. <laughs> yeah see now we've got a fifth campaign um oh but that gosh. one is definitely like a three drink minimum i feel like it's gonna get uh <laughs> the uh surgeon general does not recommend playing this game on uh, <laughs> on account of your health right <laughs> <laughs> all right folks i think that is uh that is all for the evening yep yep hopefully uh 2021 treats us a bit better yeah maybe we can all like get to go to the store again right um <laughs> i hope everyone had a great new year and uh we will catch you soon yep thanks